Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in the Bay Area, it's time for Bay Area Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Bay Area Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Leah Davis Coaching, inspiring women of color to claim their wealth legacy. Today on Bay Area Business Radio, we have Dr. Roche Brown, and she is the doctor of rethinking. Welcome, Dr. Roche. Hi, thank you. Well, I'm excited to learn about what you're up to. What's it like being a doctor of rethinking? Um, well, it's amazing, of course, uh, being a doctor of rethinking. I help people to remix their thinking so they can have a new way of living and they're able to uh, make money, manage money, and of course, multiply money. So I love being the doctor of rethinking. So um, the rethinking that you're talking about uh, is around people's relationship with money? Yes, it is. Um, I'm a psychologist. I've been a psychologist since 2006. Um, but about five or six years ago, I really um, added the component of finances. So together, I consider it more of a financial psychologist because, um, you know, managing your money is more about your mind than it is about really money. Could you share a little bit about what that kind of uh, moment that were that was the catalyst for this pivot in your practice? Yes, um, definitely. Um, so I actually was working with people um, for many years um, on their on their mindset about money. And I realized that a lot of people's mental health stress was money stress. And so it was coming up constantly within like, you know, my therapy practice. And I was like, I need to like learn a little bit more about that. And then I was looking at my own personal life and um, being a professional woman, having a doctor degree, but nobody ever taught me about money. You know, and I went billions of years in school <laughs> and nobody had any financial classes to tell you how to really manage your money correctly. So I just did whatever my, you know, parents did, which, you know, sometimes is good or bad. Now, that's interesting that in, in your when you were learning, they were t teaching you all about, I'm sure, the fundamentals of psychology and all the mind and all this stuff. But right. one of the biggest stressors is finance. And then there wasn't a lot of uh, energy put towards kind of working through some of those issues. You said not a lot. It was none. <laughs> like none. <laughs> there was actually like nothing, you know, that was actually, you know, uh, geared toward that, towards that at all. There were no classes about starting businesses. And a lot of mental health professionals, you know, want to go into private practice at one time. And there was nothing to uh, even understand that component. Um, and then, of course, your personal finances, there was nothing on that either. And that's you as a therapist and the business of being a therapist. But then uh, finances are one of the biggest stressors probably for the lay person as well. Exactly. Yes, it was it, for, for most people. Everybody that I come across usually has never had any financial literacy um, and no understanding about what to do with their money. And they find themselves in, um, in kind of a, a bad negative pattern around like, you know, uh, mismanaging their money. And then as we get older, we don't want to tell anybody about it, you know? So we feel really shamed and embarrassed that, the, that you know, we're not doing well with our money, especially if we're, um, you know, the people who make a lot of money. And then you're like, and I'm still mismanaging it, you know? So you feel like really like, you know, kind of ashamed of, of yourself. And so you don't share with anybody. So nobody ever helps you to interrupt your pattern. So now is that the interrupting of the pattern? Is that where the rethinking comes in? Is that what you're really talking about here is, is kind of disrupt this maybe negative pattern or spiral that you're on? 
Yes. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm super, you know, relatable and personable and um, in a non-judgmental way. I love to like talk to people about, you know, how did they come up with this pattern of how they spend their money, um, you know, <clears throat> models of money, um, you know, people who are around you who taught you about money. And so I really kind of get into the, you know, psychology area and really um, help people heal their wounds around money uh, because money is a relationship like any other. And so um, we have to like, you know, nurture it and place energy into it. So I actually really teach those skills around the mindset area um, so we can rethink, right? So some of the things that you do are probably not extremely bad. So um, we don't, we want to hold some of the areas of your thinking, but we want to also remix it a little bit, add a little bit um, new features to it. Um, maybe some of the way you were thinking in the past no longer serves you. So, you know, now we need to like figure out you're at a new level in your life. Let's have a new way of thinking. And that and that works for people who maybe have a lot of money and for people who don't. Maybe if one of the reasons you don't have a lot of money is that you associate money with maybe evil or greediness or some negative connotations. Yes, very true. I mean, a lot of people, you know, like money is the root of all evils. You know, people will say um, you know, and so we think that like having money, um, you know, means like, you know, maybe bad behavior, depending on like how we were introduced to money. And so sometimes we, I, I call it like being addicted to the struggle. Um, it could be a mindset that you can actually find yourself just addicted to the level of just struggling constantly um, with things. And so I feel like that's a, a huge area that um, people, um, you know, really don't pay attention to within their lives. Um, they just stress about it. Um, constantly, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, or there's this uh, person, Lynn Richardson, who says paycheck to Monday, where you get your paycheck on Friday, and then you've spent it already, you know, even before Monday. And um, so once you kind of made this shift for yourself, you rethought maybe how your your practice was going to go. Did yes. the, Were you starting to see uh, your clients have better results faster? Yes, I, I did. Um, you know, I noticed that, you know, once people um, you know, there's, of course, like the mindset area, but there's practical skills and steps that people have never learned. And so when I actually started to teach them those practical skills and steps, um, as well as, you know, um, you know, kind of uncovering some of the money wounds, I realized that people were um, alleviating their money stress, which ultimately alleviated their mental health stress as well. Um, it was stuff that was coming up in couples. I mean, you may um, know, like, you know, couples often see money differently, right? Maybe somebody wants to manage it well, the other one was very impulsive, or maybe they're both impulsive spenders, uh, but just at different levels, you know? So th that, it becomes a huge contention within couples and within relationships as well. So I was able to, you know, help them see each other's, um, you know, money understandings, and then um, come together to develop a better plan to move forward. So when you first kind of had your eyes opened about this and you started going, you know what, maybe I'm going to adjust my practice to kind of represent more of this line of thinking and this rethinking, were you, did you get any like kind of breadcrumbs or clues that, hey, you know what, maybe I am onto something. Can, can you share maybe some of the clues that you learned early on that said, hey, maybe I should lean into this? Oh, definitely. Um, so... Uh, you know, in the in the very, very beginning, um, when uh, when it was coming up, I realized I was starting to ask people more about their financial goals and, um, you know, and then start asking them more about like, you know, how long have they been attempting to get to this goal? 
And, you know, people would, would e uh, easily say like years and years. And a lot of people that were in my practice at the time um, were uh, usually anywhere between like, like mid thirties to about mid fifties. And so they were all like, you know, having, having years of like trying to get their credit together, trying to become a homeowner and finding themselves constantly hitting um, a wall in that area. And so um, once I helped them, you know, really understand what's going on with them, you know, people got their credit scores up, you know, which was amazing because they didn't even experience that was something that they could even do. Um, people got what are called abundance funds. I call them abundance funds. Most people in the industry call it emergency funds, but I'm all about let's not manifest emergencies in our lives. Let's be in abundance. You know, if a car tire goes goes out and you have money, you don't feel like, oh my God, it's not, if it's one thing, it's not, it's another. You feel like I can, I can manage it because I'm living in abundance. And so I started to see people have like abundance funds uh, more, and then they were able to get to their long-term goals, which were home ownership for a lot of people. Then did your practice, did it expand into, okay, now I'm teaching them some financial management skills and, and, right. <laughs> and finance and, and, you know, the stuff that maybe you weren't trained on, you know, as you went through your career, but now it's these, these kind of elements become part of just how you're doing your practice now. Yes. I mean, I learned, um, I went kind of in a lot of, I still continue to grow in my skills and finances, but I, I became a life insurance agent, helping people around like protection and understanding life insurance and even how ways to accumulate assets in that area. I also, um, from there, um, learned how to do stocks and, and invest in stocks. And so teach people how to go about investing. Um, with the fact that I had already had a business, um, I start helping people to, you know, learn more about business, how to market their business, um, how to make um, more money within their business and ultimately increase their cash flow, even if they had a regular nine to five, you know, but it was, it was important for them to like really understand that they had, I call them price tags, like T-A-G-S, which are talents, abilities and gifts and strengths. Like we all have them. And so we need to go ahead and figure out ways to monetize them. So that was, you know, I started to learn more skills about business and, and money. Um, and so the, I already had the mindset. I had years and years of learning that um, for people, but I definitely um, advanced my skills in the financial area. So now when you go to market as the doctor of rethinking, is it part, are people now hiring you part just for being a financial coach or, and or not really the psychology part or are all these so intertwined that it doesn't really matter um, what they're kind of asking for, you're trying to solve a bigger problem for them and you're just tapping into different kind of tools in your tool belt. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, people, um, well, they know me as both, right? So let me say they do know me as both. They know me as a psychologist. And so when people just have regular like mental health um, issues, they're experiencing depression, anxiety. I mean, for instance, as we look in like, you know, um, 2020 was a heck of a year, Right. You know, 2021 is like kind of like the big sister. Um, but, you know, it was a heck of a year. And I feel like for most people, um, I uh, I in like April, for example, um, after shelter in place, it was financial literacy month. So everybody knew to contact me about that, um, noticing that their 401ks were going down or like, what am I going to do? So people knew, knew that I was like the financial like, you know, um, planner and help and, and, and advise in that way. Um, but also. Um, mental, um, May was Mental Health Awareness Month. And so I was on many people's like, you know, 
uh, podcast and um, and speaking and virtually in different arenas, really just around mental health, because people were experiencing a lot of depression, of course, and a lot of anxiety uh, because of, you know, the unknown that we were in. So people find themselves kind of coming to me for both areas. Um, they know that I'm going to attack all of it. So if you come to me for finances, we're going to go into your mind. We're going to visit some of your trauma, and then we're going to come back to the present. Um, and if you come to me, you know, on the therapy level, I'm going to still check to make sure that your finances are in order because I know that that could be a huge stressor. So let's uh, help our listeners maybe in each of those kind of areas. So from a mental health standpoint, what are some tips or suggestions you have for folks that maybe they can uh, suffer less, let's maybe call it that, and they don't uh, maybe stress less or suffer less? Is there any uh, kind of things they can be doing right now? Um, definitely. Um, you know, so, uh, a lot of times, you know, kind of stress feels like, you know, anxiety, right. Where you'll feel like millions and millions of thoughts are kind of like going in your head, you know, being, being, being not knowing what to think. Um, and so I really, um, you know, um, encourage people to practice like mindfulness, um, you know, and, and meditation. And so a lot of people, it's really new to them. And they're like, I don't know if I want to do this, but what I teach people is like, just do five deep breaths. Um, you know, breathe in for the count of four, hold it for the count of four, and then breathe out. And then I often come across people who say, I don't have time for that. You know, and I'm like, well, do it in the shower. You know, it, it takes less than a minute for you to do that. But what it's doing is allowing you to be more presently focused, understand kind of what's going on in your body. Um, and then also, uh, right after that, um, that breathing technique, I tell people to like, you know, affirm what they're looking for. Um, ultimately, we have the ability to command our day. And so like, you know, say an affirmation of some sort, I am this, you know, um, and even like start to think of your day in a more positive way um, before you even attack your day. Um, so that's something that I do tell people around anxiety. Um, journaling is extremely important. Um, if you um, start journaling, you can get a cute journal you, or you can just get a notebook and you start, you actually just start writing down like some of the things that are, um, that are bothering you. And a lot of times we feel, we recognize that it's not a million thoughts. It's really like five things that may be playing over in your head over and over again. Um, but once you are able to recognize that it's only five, now you're able to figure out a plan on how to manage these different areas, how to get support maybe through a, a mental health therapist, how to get support maybe from your spouse or from your friends, um, you know, and you can kind of um, understand how to attack these um, areas um, one by one, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And then now let's talk a little bit about uh, how to be become financially healthy. Are there any kind of uh, low-hanging fruit people can work on to try to get their financial house in order? Definitely. Um, you know, so main thing is, is that this is an area that people don't like to do or they attempt, but budgeting is important. And, um, you know, simple thing like around budgeting um, to make sure that you do it is, um, you know, understand your why, understand what motivates you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm big proponent about uh, vision boards and even like manifestation. So think about what you want your life to um, have. You know, in um, um, psychology, there's like this thing called the miracle question, which you actually take the time to say, like, you know, if I didn't have these money struggles, what would my life look like? So you want to answer that for yourself and start to um, allow yourself to dream again about what what is possible in your life. So that's kind of step number one. But then after that, you want to go ahead and develop a budget. Look at your money that's coming in. Look at your money that's going out. 
and, you know, decide, you know, are there some, is it, are you going to go through the deprivation model, which is cut back, cut back, cut back and see what are the areas that you really don't need anymore. And then you can also practice the prosperity model, which is how can I increase cash flow? You know, and it could be from simple things. You may decide to do Instacart, DoorDash, Uber, you know, something like that. Or you can decide to maybe start your own business and, you know, figure out there's some other skills and talents that you have that you need to figure out monetize, how to monetize. And then in that same process, you want to kind of, you know, hold yourself accountable to make sure that you are always saving. I always tell people, give at least 10% to yourself, you know, more if you can. Um, but usually when people are just getting started, 10% to self. Um, I often say 10% to some type of donation, charity giving, um, only because I believe in the abundance principle. If you're able to bless other people, then you're, then you're able to also um, be blessed as well. Um, so, and then uh, now also budget towards yourself, get 10% to yourself, you know, to have fun, to enjoy life, to buy that new purse, buy those shoes, you know, maybe, um, you know, add to a travel fund, you know, and enjoy life and then live off of the 70%. Now for you, what's the most rewarding part of the job? Uh, there's so many things. I mean, when, it could be something as simple as somebody saying, wow, I didn't even know that. I, I, and I'm so, you know, you just opened up my, my mind. You know, that was life changing. That can be good. I mean, it's even more exciting when people say uh, my credit score is up. You know, I never thought that that would ever happen. Um, and then even more, you know, um, you know, I get more excited when people, you know, tell me that they, they purchased a home, you know, and they had been trying to get there for so many years and could not get there. So I would definitely say that, you know, all areas are rewarding. I realize that I'm, I'm really big on just presenting information and just letting people know that, you know, it's possible to change. Now, what do you have uh, into, we're, we're now into February of 2021, but what uh, what's on your calendar coming up? Are there any events or projects you're working on? Oh my goodness, there, there, there are millions of them. Um, uh, so like, so right now, I actually just posted as we're in the beginning of February, um, you know, the different ones that I have coming up. I have, um, I'm talking about creating your own retirement. So teaching people who are business owners and entrepreneurs how to do, how to go about doing that. Um, I have another one um, that is, you know, talking about the love method and how to um, go through the process of, you know, of changing your thinking and your mood around money through the love process, which is L-O-V-E. Um, so I'm teaching people that. Um, I have a, a presentation on that. Um, I have some mental health therapists um, that I'm going to be speaking to this month as well. Um, but I have like a lot of different programs, um, a Rethinking Money University um, where we're actually going to be this month talking about budgeting and savings and how to develop that abundance fund. And if somebody wants to learn more about what you got going on, is there a website? Yes, you can go to mymindonmymoney.com. So you go on mymindonmymoney.com. And because we need to get our mind, you know, on our money, and you actually will get a free case study video about how to uh, manage your mood, mindset, and money through the love method. So that will already be given to you and you can kind of check that out. Um, if you feel like you want to learn more about, about what I'm talking about, you can jump on a calendar with me as well. It'll lead you to that opportunity. Well, congratulations on all the success. Uh, you're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Bay Area Business Radio. Mm-hmm.